How's it going, everybody? Adrian here, and welcome back to the Gaming Observer Daily News Updates for Friday, September the 3rd. Hello, folks. Hope you are doing well on this fine Friday. And as always, we're going to talk about some video games. Let's jump into it. The first game I want to talk about is Horizon Forbidden West. Because Sony has now confirmed that the standard edition of this game on the PlayStation 4 is not going to be eligible for a free upgrade to the PlayStation 5. So the only way that you can get the game on both consoles without paying full price is if you get the digital deluxe edition for 80 American dollars. That's about $20 more than a full price game. Now, I think that this announcement really stands out because PlayStation's track record on this subject is pretty shaky. They have given free upgrades before from the PS4 to the PS5 for games like Spider-Man Miles Morales and Sackboy, A Big Adventure. They recently deviated on that for Ghost of Tsushima. That was a paid upgrade. However, the upgraded version had, like, more content in it. It was like a new expansion. So that justified the price hike. And anyway, this just ended up being some pretty bad PR for the company, I would say. This is one of their most anticipated games, and the fact that they're trying to double dip is... Obviously, from a business perspective, probably better for them, but from a brand loyalty perspective, probably a little worse. Especially when they're going up against someone like Xbox, who is doing so much PR to emphasize the Xbox smart delivery, where if you buy it on one, you get to play it everywhere. Anyway, if you're interested in playing Horizon Forbidden West, it is releasing in February of next year. Make sure you buy the right edition for the platform that you're on. Nintendo has announced a brand new game for the Switch called Big Brain Academy Brain vs. Brain. Yes, this is a game that has the word brain in the title three times. Um, this is the newest entry in the Big Brain Academy series. It's the first one for the Switch. And if you've never heard of it, these games are like a, a series of puzzle mini-games. The first one came out on the DS, the next one on the Wii. It's often compared to like the Brain Age series. Uh, but what's interesting about this one is that it has this focus on competitive multiplayer. So it's almost like Mario Party, where you're competing against other local players. And what I think is super cool is that since this is, like, logic-driven, right, it's a, it's a puzzle minigame, you can actually set individual difficulty levels for each player. So if you're playing with young kids, or maybe somebody who just is on a different skill level in general, you can make it so that you can actually compete with each other instead of one person just dominating the other. You can also play the game single player. They'll let you play uh, ghosts against your friends or with just random people across the world. Anyway, if you want to check it out, Big Brain Academy Brain vs. Brain is going to be releasing on December 3rd, so in time for the holidays, for 30 American dollars. There is a remaster coming out for an indie game that originally came out in 2014 called Sir, You Are Being Hunted. So this is going to be called the Reinvented Edition. It's coming out on PC and the Switch in February. And this game is pretty interesting. Again, it's called Sir, You Are Being Hunted. It is a open-world survival stealth game. And when it originally came out, it was pretty janky. The reviews were pretty mixed. But it did get some momentum, and it did sell quite well. And so I guess they thought it's worth doing a remaster. So this new title is going to fully revamp all the technology and the game engine. They have this all-new perk system. They're modernizing the control scheme, obviously a bunch of quality of life stuff, and some revamped audio, graphics, and UI. That's all according to the Steam description. So if you liked the first game, feel free to, you know, check this out. But not only that, apparently they also released a pretty significant patch to the original game recently. It's called the 1.5 update, 
And it was basically just a, a ton of bug fixes for the single player mode, because like I said, it was quite janky. And they also completely restored the multiplayer, which never really worked for that game. So that is now fully functional. Fun stuff. Okay, and the last thing I'll let you know about is that there are two digital conferences that are on the way. They were both announced today. First of all, Sony announced a PlayStation Showcase event, which is going to happen next week on September 9th. That's Thursday. It'll be about 40 minutes long, they said, and they're going to show games that are planned for this holiday and beyond. So that's exciting. Some new stuff from them. And on top of that, we have THQ Nordic also doing a 10th anniversary showcase event. That's going to be the week after on September 17th. It'll be hosted by Jeff Keighley and will feature at least six new game announcements. THQ Nordic, this is the company that owns like 50 million different companies under the Embracer Group. So they always have games under development. And uh, hey, folks, that's everything I got for you today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Greatly appreciated. I'll be back with some variety shows this weekend, back with the news on Monday. And until next time, happy gaming, everyone. It's the TGO After Show. Hello and welcome. Hello, everybody. How's it going? Uh, you know what I discovered today was the joy of playing uh, jazz on Guitar Hero. It's um, it's really something. So I played, you know, I, I told you I'm playing this thing that's called Clone Hero, which is just like the best current version of a, of a Guitar Hero-like game. You can find it online. It's free. And because the, a lot of these community-driven games are, well, exactly that, community-driven... That means that there's a lot of custom songs being made. So not just ga- not just songs that were in the original Guitar Hero and Rock Band games, but songs that the community just wants to be able to play in Guitar Hero. And that also opens up the possibility for a lot of non-standard genres, right? You get a lot more pop songs, a lot more meme songs, and just non-rock or metal in general, because that's, that's what most of Guitar Hero was. And one of the genres that has really cropped up is jazz. And, like, other funky stuff like that. There's R&B, and swing, and funk, and blues. And some of those ones are the most fun to play. And it's, it's totally not what you would expect, right? The stereotype of these games is, like, hardcore metalhead. But then you throw on some trumpet, and you're like, oh, buddy, <laughs> you're in for a good time. Anyway, so I played some of that today. You know, it's interesting. I, I think when it comes to music, I am very much a consistent listener of of music i would say that most of the bands that you know of i probably have never heard of before i i i I listen to very little music and when i do i'm heading to artists that i already know and even then i'll say singles that i already know um it's very rare that i listen to an album in full or there's like a lot of names that i recognize i just don't would i would never know their music i would never be able to identify them So anyway, playing this game has really exposed me to a lot of music that I never really listened to before, and I'm having a good time, you know? Like, I I don't think a lot of this I'm going to go ahead and put on my Spotify, but it gives me something to bop to while also having to do extreme reactionary button pressing. And I'm so glad that games like this exist, because it's just so unique, I think, in the the gaming world. It's wild how different sections of, of the gaming industry can develop their own cult followings that never interact with each other. I mean, maybe this is just stating the obvious, but, you know, like a Guitar Hero player, or a first-person shooter player, or a cozy game player like Stardew Valley, 
they could totally exist within their own ecosystems and environments without ever interacting with those other people in those other genres. And they're like totally different things, right? And that's wild to me because the, the only reason we group them together is because, oh, it's video games. But really, the experience that they're having are so different. Whereas, you know, I think if you are something like a movie buff, I mean, sure, you could be a hardcore fan of horror movies and then a hardcore fan of comedies or historical dramas, but you're all going to the same dark room with a giant screen eating popcorn. The the film watching experience is fairly consistent, I would say. You'll feel different emotions. You'll be entertained by different things. But in video games, it's like, today I held a plastic controller and tapped things really fast, while Shelby's mother sat on her couch and relaxed, you know, while, like, feeding fictional animals in uh, Animal Crossing and Cozy Grove, and one of my friends played a very intense game of Apex Legends. Maybe we were all holding a controller in our hands, but I think past that, it's, um, it's so much more segmented. Anyway, I think it's very interesting. I think I think if I ever do more in the content creation sphere, one of the things I would love to do is identifying some of these groups, but especially the niches, you know, specific game communities or achievement hunters or speedrunners or whatever, right? All these different communities that crop up. I would love to dive deeper into those and learn more about them and spotlight them. I don't know, in some way. Anyway, folks, uh, that's all the time I got. Thanks for being here. Back with the variety shows tomorrow. And until then, ciao.